and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. I am so excited to have you as a She's the Boss Chats guest. Thank you very, very much. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. So I know you well, but I'm sure half the people listening don't. So let's start off with, do you want to tell everybody what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, I run my own business. It's um, Melinda Her Photography and Video. So clearly I'm providing visual assets and to speakers, um, business entrepreneurs, thought leaders. And yeah, it's just really good. It's basically there to help their brand visibility, um, you know, put them in front of a wider audience, you know, so that they can be in demand, booked up and paid their worth. Because as we all know, video is so important. It sure is. And I love um, everything that you do. I particularly love that I see you a lot on um, social media where you're working, you are working with entrepreneurs and experts and speakers, which is a really yeah, nice little yeah. niche and one that I particularly love myself. So, so yeah. um, what's the name of your business though? Is it, are you just Melinda yeah. Heard or is there yeah. a Melinda Heard something or other or? Yeah, Melinda Heard Photography and Video. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only <laughs> laughing because I should have guessed that. Um, okay, so why did you set it up? What What made you get into this space in the first place? Oh, gosh, I... I think, um, look, it, it goes back like when I was working in the corporate world and um, I just oh, kept getting. Well, well, I'll get more of that later, but what were you doing in the corporate world? Oh, boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's all creative. It's not good because I'm the type of personality that if I get bored, it shows. Yeah. Um, and I was just, I was just. Not, not going anywhere. I couldn't really get the promotions. Like I got asked to do the work and I do the work. And, you know, it was particularly when, you know, she hit the fan, they said, Mel, do this, did it really well. But I could never get those promotions and wow. I could never figure out why. Um, and, yeah, and I think basically one day I was with um, the last corporate company um, and this young person, I was there for two and a half years and this um, young boy came in and he was only there for a month and a half. He got pretty much kicked out of the accounts because he couldn't do the job. Then he was a bit of a gopher around the office. But when he came in and he said um, to the project manager who was a good friend of mine, Karina, he says, Karina, I'm going to be a Jedi master like you. And I was like, what? And he goes, they're going to train me up to be a project manager. No. Yes. He he had got that promo you'd been asking for. Yeah. So I've been there for two and a half years, right? And um, I just remember just I looked at Karina and I had the shits and I just said, I'm I'm going, I'm out of here. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I left. Oh, wow, I love that. (laughs) I was angry, you know. Yeah, well, so you bloody well should be. That's just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was a 19-year-old, you know. I was in my, you know, mid-20s. Um, yeah, it was just really bad. And I thought, how, how you've only been here for a short time. And I've been here for two and a half years. I felt like I was giving my everything, being loyal, all that. So um, next morning I get called into the office by my manager. And he says, so, Melinda, what was all that about? And I said, I'll tell you what it was all about. I said, I am so frustrated. I'm sick of putting my hand up for promotion. You know I want a promotion. The other managers want know I want a promotion. So I was going on like this, yeah. you know. And I said, I find it really unfair that, you know, I've, I've been loyal to this company and you're giving him and you're giving him all this training and everything. And he just looked at me and he says, Mel, if you're not happy here, we can help you find another job. Oh, <laughs> my God. What did you say? Oh, I, I actually was starting to freak out because – you know, we're just about to buy a house. I was just newly married and I was just so upset, you know. So I just quickly, you know, kept my composure and I said, no, it's okay. I just need to know, um, you know, what's going on in this company so I don't keep putting my hand up looking like an idiot. I was freaking on the inside, you know. And then that that was it. And I just went home that night and um, my beautiful husband, Matt, you know, he said to me, you know, well, what is it that you want to do? Because I said, I had enough I'm over this. I'm just sick of being overlooked. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm unhappy. I'm bored. You know, um, I feel disrespected and all that sort of stuff. And he goes, yeah. what do you want to do? I said, I want to do photography. And I've always loved doing photography. And, you know, so back it was then, a hobby beforehand. You, you, you had actually been shooting yeah. or did you have to train from the start? 
Oh, I, I was self-taught. Yeah, great. I was <laughs> I self-taught with PR as well, same thing. That's amazing. And I hate reading manuals, so I was doing it the hard way. But, yeah, no, it was it was just really good because, like, even, like, back then, um, you know, on the side we were running nightclubs in King's Cross. <laughs> <laughs> were you? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so that was pretty good. And, um, look, to be honest, I wasn't really – I'm like a 90s girl. I like my grunge, Seattle music, like, you know, all that kind of guitars. Yeah. So it was different kind of world for me, but it was quite interesting because like you, you learn a lot, you know, different characters coming through different types of people and learning how to, you know, manage sort of other things. Um, but I got quite bored there as well, but I wanted to be, you know, with Matt at the time. So that's actually started picking up cameras and, and doing nightclub photography. And, and this oh, was back in the day when we, it was film. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the first digital camera that I actually got was like it, it had floppy disks, like actual those it's square just floppy crazy, disks. crazy, isn't it? When you think of I mean, I remember working with someone on a pitch um, to go to Kodak about digital cameras. The idea was that in the same way that you pay off your phone on your um, phone, on your Telstra bill, that you would be able to pay off a digital camera as well. And it all changed so fast that literally while we were pitching it and Kodak was about to say, yes, poor old Kodak, um, they went down and, and, you know, Apple came out with the phones and that was really the beginning of the end. But I so clearly remember saying, don't be ridiculous. Why would you put a phone (laughs) on a camera like or a camera on a phone? It just sounds so stupid. And now we couldn't think of anything different. Absolutely. So you were doing it with film cameras in nightclubs? Yeah, film cameras in nightclubs and moved up to, to digital. So it was always there and, and even like back before that, like I, I love the camera. Um, it's funny, like these sliding door moments, like, um, you know, with my dad, I remember I picked up a Minolta camera. I was so intrigued. I was about 14 years old and he was so worried. I love my parents. They they, they were so good, you know, like they did the best that they could. Yeah. Um, but they were worried a lot, you know, and like I'm pretty much the black sheep, the only one in the whole family and doing entrepreneurial stuff, you know. So and I remember picking up and he goes, put that down. He goes, you might break it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, you know, so I put it down. But... <laughs> But it's funny because, like, as a parent now, like, that sticks with me and, and particularly with my daughter, I try not to do things like that. I'm like, yeah, go for it, you know, like, give it a go. If it breaks, you buy a new one. Yeah, well, I know. What have you got That's to lose? That's exactly right, you know. That's right. That's um, right. Because, yeah. Okay. And then, no, sorry. Not- so, well, let, well let, let's go right the way back to I want to hear about your career yeah. now um, because I think it's always really interesting to see what led up to you doing it. Plus we haven't heard what's happened from that moment that you decided to pick up the camera and do it mm. as a job. So where does it, where do you want to start? Do you want to go back to high school? Was it before oh. that? What do you want to, where can we start with, yeah, um, no, I, you know, what you were thinking you'd do when you well, grew I'm up? I'm a little bit lost <laughs> along the way. Um, uh, I guess um, between leaving high school and, and actually picking up the camera from that moment. So just just to quickly finish up on that, like when my husband says, what do you want to do? I said, I want to do photography. He said, go for it. And it was his belief and his support that just really there was no no bullshit mindset things holding me back. So I was like, right, I'm going to do it, you know. And um, Yeah, great. Yeah, I love no, him. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. But, um, yeah, so – and that stage, it was just perfect timing because, you know, friends my age were getting married. So I actually started off doing, you know, wedding photography and, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yes, of quite- course. Although that's a very, that's a lot of pressure. I remember at one stage thinking about going into sort of wedding photography and I thought, oh, my God, if anything went wrong, <laughs> I would have died. So um, good on you for taking that yeah, risk. But let's sure. go right back then because you met your husband when you were really, really young, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, 1999. I was only 12. <laughs> okay. All right. So so um, let's say, talk to me about what, what kind of, what size family was it? Did you have lots of brothers and sisters? Oh, look, yeah, no, I had one brother. He was amazing. Um, he was three years younger than me. He kept all my secrets. Um, like I said, like, yeah, mum and dad, 
beautiful people and I, I'm really grateful for them because of the values they instilled in me. And this is a funny thing because yeah. like um, even though I started photography, evolved into video. But if I look back and I love that you asked this timeline question because that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients. I look back on their timeline because that's when you can go in deep and you can pull out this. Yeah, that's where the little nuggets it, of gold it's are. like that, absolutely. <laughs> so and if I look back on mine, I've always been, you know, fascinated by stories, other people's stories. You know, I've always loved movies. I've always, even like to this day, I, I like to analyse how things are created and angles used and all that. So I think it has played a, a big role. And mind you, back then there was no iPads to distract us, so we had to get creative. We had to, you know, use our imaginations, and so to speak. And I loved writing yep. as well. And so anyway, um, okay. and it's funny because, like, I always used to feel um, like, oh, I don't have a story. Like I, I, the people who I admire, like, oh, my God, they came from, you know, such incredible backgrounds and, and you know, like obviously sometimes it was around trauma or, or something terrible that happened in their lives. And I used to have this thought thinking, oh, I'm boring because I've never – Never had that. No, but but there are lots of people who had very normal lives as well. I mean, that's what's oh, so fascinating about yeah. all of it. Um, so you don't, you know, there's. I mean, certainly from all the women that I've been speaking to now, there's half of them have come from, you know, happy family that's Brady Bunch nice. background, and other people have come from, you know, a life of trauma. So, and it also depends how your life unfolds. Which brings me straight back <laughs> to, so you grew in, growing up in a house yep. with a brother. Um, and, and what happened, you know, how did you enjoy school? Were you good at school? Did you want to get out early? How did that all unfold? Yeah, no, I, I was meh, all right with school. Um, grades were fine until, uh, end of year 11. Cause I, I fell in love when I was in year 11. I was, I was 16. He was 19 and he crushed my heart at the end of year 11. He's an idiot anyway. <laughs> but the whole thing was, oh, yeah, he is, he's <laughs> lost. Um, but it crushed me because I thought, what did I do wrong? And because, um, so curious and I like to find out things, you know, I never got that answer. So um, year 12, I totally kind of stuffed it up, you know what I mean? And from that because oh, yes and no, we're still here today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I just I just feel for you that yes. this stupid Burke guy who, who's an <laughs> idiot, um, you know, kind of affected your year oh, 12. He was That's he just, was just young, like 19-year-old boy like that. Day, you know, know. so but know. It, it really wounded me, and you know, I just remember I was lost, you know, so nothing like all my interests were gone, everything was gone, so it really affected in that way. Um, and then, like, after high school, like, I didn't really get the marks to get into university, otherwise, I would love to be like a marine biologist or something like that, you know, nature and animals, love David Attenborough, you know, so always grew up with him right. and still love him, you know. And um, but everything again went to the to the wayside and you know, I wanted a gap year. My parents freaked out because they're like, Oh no, you'll end up on the dole. And I'm like, Yeah, thanks. So so what did your parents do? Because it sounds to me like they had um rock solid jobs and were very nervous <laughs> about you doing things that were outside yeah, of the norm. Was that yeah, the case? Yeah, look that like I said, they're they're beautiful and if I, you know, look back on like the values they instilled on me, it was always around truth, honesty, kindness, you know, forgiveness, all that sort of stuff, that really nice whole and stuff and that extended back from you know even my grandparents because they migrated from Hungary um you know they were in the wars you know and and this is the whole thing it's like we look back people go oh my gosh COVID a whole year was you know struggling and and there are people who I I I feel for who have actually left the businesses yes obviously yeah nothing compares to the struggles of of actual war and having to run for your life you know and I loved their stories. I think it was really ingrained in me from a very young age, you know, like hearing their stories. My grandfather, they had to run for their lives from Hungary. They had to cross the border. They were blowing up bridges. You know, the Russians were always one step behind them. You know, so I'm visualizing all of this and then they get to the train line and then my grandfather gets everybody, you know, to to give all the cigarettes that they have and give it to the train guards and to to get them across the border. And they did. They escaped, you know. it is amazing. amazing. And, like, there's those goosebumps kind of stories that you hear and you can visualise. They are. And, and it also explains a little bit your parents' um, aversion towards taking any risks or doing anything because for them stability Absolutely. was everything. <laughs> really, one, once you've gone through that, all you would crave would be a normal, I just want a life without any surprises. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's exactly just, 
And then they had you. <laughs> it, was more, it was more the grandparents too because when they came here, you know, they were obviously migrants, couldn't speak English. My Uncle Les, he was born and they, and they had like a cardboard box where he, that was his bed, you yeah, know. So yeah. there's all these stories, you know, behind yeah. it and, and how Great they built stories. it up. And then they bought this beautiful home in Kasula. And my grandfather, like he was a lawyer. He was extraordinarily smart but obviously couldn't practice here. So he had a choice. He could either leave his family and go and practice to, you know, to get his um, uh, law degree back. Um, but he chose family. So, and they were the happiest that they were and they provided a beautiful life for, you know, my mum and my uncle. And then oh, so that's from what that mum learnt, she passed on to us, you know, but it, yeah, it just got a little bit different. Yeah. I think um, I was a naughty one a little bit, you know, like I'm a good person but if you explain something to me and it doesn't make sense and I, I, I'll either challenge it, but if I still feel that you're wrong, then I'll go and do my own thing anyway. <laughs> so you know yeah, what I mean? I can... Love that. That's called being really independent. <laughs> yeah. So um, so tell me, so you've left school and you can't get into a degree, into, you know, a, a yeah. university. What was, what was the next step for Melinda? Oh, the corporate world. <laughs> right. So you went straight into getting a job who did you work for what was the first job like a bank or something <laughs> no oh no no sorry like I should say it was more small business so I actually I can't okay. remember their name I just remember they gave Doesn't me their matter. car to go up to the shops and I totaled it reversed it into another car and they tried to get me to pay no. just, you know what it was oh, yeah, like, no. I was checking the mirror and I didn't put it back yeah and, and just young like and this is a thing. I know of course you don't you don't you have to crash really uh, into someone back after reversing in order to never make that mistake yeah, yeah, yeah. so um okay so it. you started working for small for small yeah no. yeah that's not fair but that sort of actually something like that happened to me though my first foray into being an entrepreneur I decided I would create flyers for people because <laughs> I've been working in um in newspapers and design and I was used to that kind of thing and I found this guy in Turak and he asked me to do some flyers for his pizza place and then he did a runner. He took his own mother's money as well, I remember that. But And it was only $1,500 but it was so much money to me at the time and I couldn't bear the idea that the guy would be without it. So I spent about a year paying him back out of my pay, you know, $50 here and $100 there till I paid it back. So, But you learn so much from it. Yeah, you do learn from it. And actually that's where I sort of learned to speak up because, gosh, I think I was all of 18 and um, when he tried to say, you know, they said everything's okay, okay. Then they called me in a couple of days. They said, you've got to pay, you know, like, I'm like, hang on a second. And I had a, a talk with my parents and, you know, dad said, you know, say this and say this. And I, I went, yeah, that's because what they're doing is wrong. <laughs> so I went back in and I yeah. like, questioned them. I said, no, no, you've got insurance. Your insurances can cover this and blah, 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 blah. And then I, I don't know what else I, I pulled out as well, but then they went, oh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll pay for it. And I'm like, yeah. So that was that was the start of me learning how to speak up and, and to sort of stick up for myself because I was green. I was naive, but that's, Again, coming from a loving family where you think everything's lovely and warm and cozy, you go out to the real That's world and, right. and then you kind of get these rude shocks. But and 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 you know those times when you you know in the early days when you walk away and you're like, damn, I wish I said this like days later, damn, I should have said that. Yes. <laughs> that kept occurring for me. And I was like, right, next time I'm gonna be stronger and I'm gonna boom in, in their face. So it's quite interesting, and I think that's why I got fired three times in my career from awful women. Oh, right. So was that the first three uh, jobs? No, no, no. Just just sort of throughout because I kind of kept moving on because I, again, just I got bored. <laughs> you know, this, this is, I've got yeah, a creativeness yeah. of, you know, I need to, you know, let out. And so it was, it was quite interesting. But um, I know one, like all of them were women. So women who I work for in the corporate world, I ended up getting fired. And this one one woman I know in particular, I just, I remember we were, we were driving in a car and she was talking about, you know, some personal issues. I was just curious. I was just asking questions. I was just relating, you know, and she kind yeah. of, like I could feel her getting a little bit taken aback. And then a couple of weeks later, she's like, it's not working out. And I was like, what? You know, and I'm, I'm absolutely positive that yeah, just why? because I asked, questions but she she felt uncomfortable yeah. answering and and you know what I mean and that she probably wanted yeah some quiet girl who wouldn't <laughs> say anything would just do what she was yeah. told 
and you were not going to be that girl. It replaced, but yeah. So you know, and so I guess it was all these like little gradual sort of build ups, and then you know, the last company. I think that was that that was the straw that broke the camel's back when you know the full train was going to be given to somebody else. So it's interesting because part of my job is to ask a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, great, that, you know? great. So you, yeah, to really yeah. get to know them. So. Um, so I just have to, I just really, because I know you and we've had this conversation before, I want to ask a little bit, which I often don't, but I will sure. in your case, about meeting your hubby because you met so young. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Because um, he was part, obviously a big part of this and supporting you both babies as you were growing <laughs> up together. Yeah, no, he's he's still, yeah, he's he's everything. Um, I, I guess. So how did you well, see me? funnily enough, after this horrible breakup, I just kept going after idiot, after idiot, after asshole, after narcissist, after the last one was bipolar, you know. And it was just, oh, it was God. just awful. And right. I think, again, I just sort of like I had enough. I was like, that's it. I don't care. And I was like, you know, just shy of being 22. And um, I said, I don't care if I'm 30 and I don't meet a guy, but when I meet a guy, I want this, 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 and this, five things, right? And karma and balance yep. and I'll give this this and this back you know and I'm not kidding if five months later I met Matt now I never met him before um I remember clearly yeah. I wanted to go to a, a completely different party and my girlfriend said come to this party please and I'm like no I want to go here they said just come I'm like fine let's go <laughs> and um and then they introduced me to Matt and it wasn't a plan set up or anything. It was just like, yeah, this is Matt. He's, he was his first night of running his um, nightclub. He was at the Dendi bar. Oh, so he was, he's why you got into nightclubs. He's he why, was working yeah, in nightclubs yeah. at that stage. And, um, okay. yeah, so it was at, yeah, Dendi bar at Martin Place, which is no longer there now. And I just remember when I just first met him, it was just this knowing. It was like, why do I feel like I know you? You know, it was just the strangest feeling because I know I've never met him before. Oh, beautiful. And I was really shy, you know, and that's that wasn't really me, you know. So I was like, what's going on? I remember he tried to kiss me on the dance floor that night, the cheeky boy, and I, I pulled away like, I'm a lady, you know. <laughs> but then the, oh, you're so good. We passed away at the end of the night, you know. So, um, yeah, and, yeah, pretty much the, the rest is, is history. And I tell you now, all those five things I wanted, like I just wanted somebody that was going to love me for who I was. I didn't have to, I'm sick of trying to change myself for somebody else. And, you know, I wanted kindness yeah. and kindness comes a lot in the eyes. I always tell my girlfriend, you know, find a man with kind eyes and loyalty, you know, we've all been cheated on and it sucks, you know. So I wanted, that was really important to me. There's a couple of other things as well. But, yeah, and he, and he turned out to be that person and even like to this day and I know and he's just I just love it I love it that that you met so young and that you did it so um okay so while you're working in all these jobs that you're really not enjoying and the last corporate job what were you doing with Matt with the nightclub photography how did that all come about um, just, just cause I wanted to be with him. I was still young, you know, so I wanted to right. be with him. I didn't really want to be at home alone. And, um, yeah, look, uh, I just had to keep myself. And what did you, what did you use the photos oh, for? Or did you sell yeah, them yeah. to the. I got paid to do the club photography. Um, so it kept okay. my interest. Like, again, like just something about picking up the camera and, and, and seeking for that amazing shot, you know? So it, it, it yeah. yeah, it lighted me up and lit me up and kept me away, you know, because I was like, well, what else am I going to do? And yeah. And I think it just gave me that confidence, um, to interact with people. And that's why when I was doing weddings, okay. it was just such a natural progression to, to smooth transition and loved it, you know? Um, but I just, right. So how did you get your first wedding clients? Just for three friends, was it actually? You said that that age where everyone was getting married? That age, yeah. My first gig was $700 and I remember going, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like $700, but then there's like so much work involved and – well, I know. I mean, wedding photography is yeah. so. How did it evolve from there? From you, from you doing the first sort of shoots for your friends' weddings. How did your career then start? You know, changing? yeah. Well, funnily enough, like as soon as Alexis, and I remember this clearly. She had her first week at kindergarten, and I was like, I'm, "My daughter, daughter Alexis, sorry, yeah." So I was like, yeah. "I'm tapping out. I'm I'm done with weddings." You know, because Matt would also help me on the weekends and. 
it was fine before that because, you know, mum and dad would look after her, which was wonderful. But then I just thought, no, nah, I just, I need a responsibility. I want my weekends, I want my weekends back. back. I want my girl. Um, I want to be there for her. And um, and then I just started just doing like different sort of networks around. I'm from the Hills area. So I started there. They had um, she business. They had uh, like, you know, I even did like B&I, you know, and I remember feeling so scared yep. for six months. I'm not kidding you. Six months I'd be shaking, sweating, heart crazy, you know, all because I had to stand up and do a one-minute pitch, you know, on on. Wow! Yes, yes. Right. So, so you became you became so to grow your networks. You started doing all those yes. networking events, which I did. I think I did three years yes. of going. I reckon almost every Tuesday, Thursday, some Fridays, you know. And you'd be doing yes. breakfasts, and then you'd be doing dinners. But you, after a while, you start to see the same people yes. who are doing the same thing as you, and and you know some of them are great friends Absolutely. to this day. Have you got the same Absolutely. experience? Yeah. So, you know, and, and from like BNI, like I used to have this thing like, oh, you know, um, buying investment properties, only the rich people could do that, you know? No. So then I'm, yeah. I saw like a, a buyer's agent in there. There was a mortgage broker in there. I had meetings with them and then we ended up investing in a couple of properties ourselves from that, that time. So, yeah, wow, it, and amazing. that's when, you know, I just decided and I went the best thing I ever did was to leave the corporate world where I was just doing the same thing, looping around, not doing yeah. anything, not doing anything creative, getting bored, you know, it's like we get out and starting a business and, and opening the mind, you know, and the brain to, to new ways of thinking and, and again, the stories that I heard from people it was really engaging. So, um, yeah, from there we Plus, you also have a fantastic boss when you work yeah, for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody who's going to agree with all your decisions and say, you really should go and spend time with yeah. our daughter or, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, and you just sort of get that guilt-free kind Sometimes, of moment. Yeah. So um, so is that how you started moving more into yeah. business then? Um, started offering people and saying, I can do your headshots yeah, or yeah, is that how you started? and then events. And, um, yeah, pretty much. But I was doing the jack of all trades. I was doing everything, you know, I was doing, you know, um, real estate, products, people, babies, families, da, da, da. Right. and it was exhausting. And I remember yeah. um, joining KPI like a few years ago, Dent Global, and I loved it. And they, I was always resistant against niching, you know, oh, no, I can't niche. I'm saying no. I'm so many people are. It's great that you're yeah. bringing this up because it is a real thing where people go, but if I niche, I'm yeah. going to cut out all these people that might yeah. buy from me rather than thinking if I niche, I become, a, become specialist a specialist and everybody will only come to you for that particular style yeah. that you do. But it's a very hard thing for anyone when they first set up in business and I hear it from women all the oh. time who go, you know, my, my customers are women and you go, <laughs> you can't. You can't market to women. You've got to like narrow it down. What Absolutely. kind of women or what kind of business yeah. owners? So, so did you start to sort of pick a niche? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much from there. But, um, but before I started that, yeah, I was slowly getting more and more into doing personal brand. And this was, oh, I can't really remember the year to be honest, but it was, it was when it first started and right. people going, what's personal brand? <laughs> You know, like even like yeah. people in the creative agencies, you know, through, that's where my husband, that was his his background and area. Now he runs a creative design agency himself. So it's a good partnership. Oh, yeah, he? we work well together. In that. Right, yeah. amazing. And, and like people go, what's personal brand? And they all thought it was a big wank and bullshit and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, and then now it's the biggest thing and everyone has to have a personal brand really these days. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it was quite interesting. And then I remember in 2015 it was actually november something in 2015 and i was photographing an event and i loved events so i was in my element you know seeing speakers come out i was engaged in their stories and i was just loving everything that they do and you know like again like hearing from where they started to to where they are now and what they're doing but it was just one particular speaker jacinta mcdonald so she's the was the co-founder of Anytime Fitness. And I remember at the time thinking, okay. oh, this woman, she's the face in the behind the brand that's taking over Fitness First because I really didn't like Fitness First because, you know, right, I had some right. yeah. with them. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, I want to quit after three months. Why can't I get the rest of the seven months back? And I thought that was BS, you know. And um, 
Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And um, yeah, so I was really proud, you know, to see this. You know, this is the face behind the brand of Anytime Fitness. And she told a story how, you know, she started with her brother. um, You know, she loved it. You know, the franchise grew really big. Got to a point where she lost her passion. It it wasn't really making her happy anymore. So he brought her out. And then she wanted to tell a story how she started um, uh, Urban Yoga, which was a beautiful Surrey Hills yoga studio, massive screen, surround sound. She was the first of the kind to do it here in Australia. And I was so proud of her. I thought, good on you. I said, here is this woman who worked her ass off smartly, um, gained financial independence, and now she can do what she wants to do. And I thought, yes, you know. But it wasn't until she went on to say, how from that she was able to start Humankind Project. So, and that's her going into places, you know, remote places like Africa. And instead of like saying, you know, or giving people a bowl of food to eat, she went in there with a team and she taught, you know, remote villagers how to farm for themselves and, you know, and not rely on outside. Wow. She's not interviewing. I will. I will. Beautiful, beautiful person, you know, um, inside and out. And she also goes into villages uh, teaching women and children about mindset. So, oh my goodness, when she told me this, oh my, I get it now. I still get it now. Every time I tell this story, the goosebumps (laughs) goes, you know, up my arm, down my leg. Oh, I'm getting them now too. It's like it's it's contagious. (laughs) Yeah. This is the power. This is the power of speakers. So when I did, um, you know, uh, Dent, I went, right, I know who I want to work with because it came back to this moment with Jacinta in 2015. And she gave me goosebumps. And I was actually really resistant about doing video up until that moment because I didn't think, I didn't believe that I was good enough until I heard the story. And right. I just remember thinking to myself, I wasn't taking any camera those shots that, at that moment because I'm just in awe of her. And I'm thinking, I need to film her. I need to film her. I need to go to Africa and I need to do this. I need to film her, <laughs> you know. So from that right. moment, she shifted the way I thought about video and I just did everything in my power. Again, you know, long road of self teachings and all that to learn video um and if i reflect back on now and now hang on though though, you must tell me did you video her did you do that video oh funny thing i saw her in february (laughs) i saw her in february this year um this year and um a friend of mine had her guest speak and i told her the story i said you know how much you've inspired me and she was like oh my gosh you know and i said i want to come to you i want to come with you this november to your travels in Africa. She goes, okay, done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my hits. God. Yeah. So, and then her COVID hit, but maybe next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to do it? Oh, I love that. She's a beautiful that. person. She remembers you. And I love people who can remember you. You know what I mean? They remember your face, your name. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I Dale Beaumont's the it's same. He, he has his knack for knowing people. It's quite interesting. Um, and I don't mind if they don't remember my name because I do understand that some people, but they need to at least acknowledge that, you know, they've seen me, they, something, because otherwise you just go, well, if I'm so unimportant to you, I'm not going to, you know, take this And that's why I think it's important to like, as, as just in general, whether you're a business owner or, or just, you know, it, just a person, like if somebody makes you feel good, I remember months ago, you posted uh, about women, like if tell them that tell them what they're doing is great so I always make a really strong habit oh yes complimenting strong habit of going up to people who have inspired me or moved me um and tell them that was absolutely amazing and I've done that to a couple of speakers who ended up years later becoming clients because they remember that you know um and it's all genuine you know but don't be afraid go up to people and tell them how bloody brilliant they are and yeah so then it came back to do you know um KPI. so so let, oh, so let me go back to kpi yeah. which is also known as dent yeah. so for anyone listening kpi is a business that used to be called key person of influence and is now dent global and it's a one-year program that you go mm. through um, and they, I have to say, we, we've just partnered with them with Handy or NPR, but we have, but, but because the people that come out are really, I, I always think that they're really on point. 
on a clear path. They know what 100%. they're going to do next. They know what they need yeah. to do. So, so it's been really interesting from the outside to see how it goes. So why did you do it in the first place? What prompted you to do that um, course? I was doing lots of other sort of little uh, women's networks here and there. And, um, and I remember I was with LBD and, and really great. It was really lovely. But it was just really lovely. And I just thought, oh, I need more, you know. There wasn't any substance no, to it. No, no, there was substance. There was definitely substance. But I needed more, you know, like I, I didn't need all that right. uh, beginnings of mindsets. I'm like, I want to do business. What's the next thing I need to do? What's the next thing I need to evolve and elevate? Right. Uh, and it, it was kind of hard. You couldn't always quite get that with people because there were so many different people in different stages of their business. Yeah. Um, so I, I remember, you know, just – yeah, leaving and and then I just um, happened to come across uh, yeah the the strategy session that Dent had and I had to cancel it so many times and then finally I went and I just remember sitting there going this is amazing like this is where I need to be and fortunately right. at that time about two weeks ago I just signed up with the competitor and the, oh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name oh, names no. I'm not gonna trouble or, or shame shame no no that's fair but, enough um, I, and I remember and and then. I said to Glenn, thank you so much. I said, that was just the most amazing thing. And he goes, well, what did you think? Would you feel like joining? And I said, you know what? I can't. I said, until next year. And he, he said, why? And I said, because I'm with this other group. And he goes, go see Sarah, which is now his, you know, fiance. And anyway, I quickly cut ties right. with the other one, luckily. And, um, yeah, join this. It's honestly, like, if you're listening, it is the best thing. Look into it. I, I found that it really fast-tracked. Yeah, I certainly know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that come yeah. out of it very, um, very empowered, I guess. Yeah. So when did you do that? How long ago was that? Oh, that was roughly. That was, yeah, probably uh, three years ago now. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't say that's too long. I wondered whether you'd done it um, much earlier. So, so what did you come out of that 12 months deciding? How did that shape mm. your v- vision for your business and yourself in the future? Yeah, uh, it really – helped me identify that the the market that I really wanted to work in was working with speakers um, and also right. still entrepreneurs. Like this is what I love about Dan is they're saying like, you know, pick your niche in the target market. It doesn't mean you have to say no to everything else that comes your way, That's but just right. it's easier to market your message towards them, you know. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was really good. And because my biggest thing is I want to be working with, you know, women who – and men um, who – Yep. lead inspiring lives because like <laughs> I'm so sick of all the assholes in the world like there's always going to be that I'm sorry if I'm swearing <laughs> you are absolutely okay. allowed to swear don't sorry. worry about it <laughs> don't offend ears. but um but you know what I mean like we've, we've all gone through that and it, it's I want to see the good people you know um step up and there's still a lot yep. of people who I believe that you know don't quite have the confidence yet that really should be speaking and you know because again it comes back to that whole if people can create those goosebump moments and shift the way people think oh my goodness imagine how many more minds are going to be open that they can walk away from That's the rubbish and start doing what what they are meant to do and find their happiness and live life on purpose and then find their higher purpose you know what i mean so yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the stage oh, speaking at some you stage. Say that? Because I, I love what you're saying. It's so oh, true. Look, yeah, one day. Why not, hey? You got to. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. So um, now talk to me a little bit about the people that may or may not have helped you along the way. I'm specifically thinking of women, um, and you don't, there may not be any. But I definitely like to ask, you know, if there have been women that have helped you on the journey, we want to give them a shout out and I want to hear how they've helped you. So are there any women that come to mind? Oh, yeah, you've got to, you've got to say thanks to your mama, you know. So definitely my yeah, mama. Well, obviously, yes. <laughs> no, she's she's amazing. Like such, she's was and is my rock, you know. Like she always used to just be yeah, able fantastic. to. So ask the right questions, and I think that's where I have that respect for questions and curiosity and things. Um, obviously, yeah, there's been so many women, to be honest with you, along the way. Oh, good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I probably couldn't name all of them, but, you know, if we're, if we're talking about No, no, key, just, I just wondered if there were any any. Yeah, well, Jacinta, definitely. Like, she, Yes, yes, exactly like that. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and, like, I'm even grateful for you you know what I mean because like you've excited me like you you've given me that, that oh, connection good. that 
I've needed, you know, you, you know, these incredible people. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, thank yeah. you. Um, okay, I wasn't fishing. No, for I wasn't trying there, to. I'll take it. Thank you very much. Again, got to give thanks. Okay, now on your business journey, yeah. have there been times where something hasn't worked out the way you think it would or a client's walked away oh, yeah. in a big job or whatever it might be where you've been really thought, what the hell am I going to do now? And you can look back on it now and go, actually, that was like a gift because it moved me in a different direction. Have you had something like that happen? Yeah, all the time. Um, I've had horrible clients, horrible competitors, (laughs) you know. Um, Yes. Have you? Have you had competitors that have made made your life difficult? There's one that's just a nightmare, but I, I whatever you know what I don't let them get to me you don't have no. to name them but I, I it's I'm sorry to hear that oh, we but, call them Tuesday um, girls <laughs> I don't know right. if I, I don't know if this could be edited later but um we call them Tuesday girls because um I might have to tell you after because you're going to see them on Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> yes you got it you got it you got it right so and then I got it. I got it. I've used oh, that a couple you? of times have in my you? life. Yeah. So, <laughs> not Tuesday girls. I like it. That's a much nicer way Tuesday of, girls. Uh, of putting but it. But I went out to dinner yeah. with, um, you know, a group of women last week who, you know, we, we went way back, you know, um, in our networks and none of us are in that network anymore, but we catch up still. So they're a big influence in my life as well. And I found it really interesting because everybody has a Tuesday girl. <laughs> In their lives, yes, you know, course. we have to in order to appreciate the other people in our lives who are so mostly great. Competitors. You know, you've got to take the good with yeah, the bad. Yeah, but mostly competitors. You know what I mean? So I thought, oh, well, that, that's pretty cool. But again, as you said, everything that comes your way is—it's a lesson to learn, or or a blessing, or something to be grateful for. And it's all mindset, really, at the end of the day, isn't it? You know. It is, and I have to say my own philosophy with people who are competitors to me is I always reach out to them. Every single time I will reach out to them and go, hi, what can we do together? Love what you're doing. Yeah. I don't know why because – and I had the hilarious um, situation earlier this year where one of the journalists rang me and said, someone is using HYOPR, you know, she's teaching people PR and she's using your name. Oh. And I said, don't be silly. And I rang her and I said to her – I hear you're using HYOPR and her business was called Hack Your Own PR and she's so lovely. Um, I think her name is Hayley Marchant and we had this big long <laughs> chat and we and she's the same as we and we had such a giggle over it that she ended up interviewing me for her podcast about how you should do research for your name before you go out with it, <laughs> oh, I which I just that. thought was so much See, fun. So you could have gone and chosen to um, be really angry and I could like, have, absolutely. I could have been this. sending cease and yeah, desist yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. But it's much nicer to open it up if you can, but not all women are like that. And I do understand there are some women who come back and bite you when you ask for, you know, like you put out your hand to say, let's do something together. And they come back and they go, if you want that hand, I suggest you move it out of my space. (laughs) So uh, mentality because I a hundred percent agree with you. And I do reach out to, and I've worked collaborated with a lot of people in my industry and it's the only way you can do it, you know, but some people, yeah, they've got this scarcity mentality or they're just mental. (laughs) So it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it takes and all fun. kinds to run the world, and not every, and you're never going to no. be everyone's cup of tea. So you've got to accept that and move on. Okay, now talk to me about your work and life, and and if it, your husband's running yeah. his business, you're running yours, and you've got your beautiful daughter. Yeah. Do you set aside time and say, okay, after six, it's all about family or on weekends? Oh. It's, or does it all merge it, into each other because they're your own businesses and and you're passionate about them? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good. Like, I mean, today I've actually taken the day off. Like, I've got so much work to do, but I've just been boom, boom, boom. Taking the day off, but you're having an interview with me. That's not taking the day <laughs> That's off. That's enjoyable. But it's like I, I just oh. I get to the point where, like, I've been burning out. I've been, you know, six days in a row, but only because it's just this time of the year. I've got to get deadlines out. But I went, yeah. no. And for anyone who's listening, we're, we're coming out of COVID yeah. as well. So we all had that moment of I better grab whatever work can yeah. come um, when, we're, when we're let out. Although I guess up in Sydney you, you've been let out a We've lot longer. We've been let out a bit longer, yeah. And, and at the moment it's all about everyone wants a show real done. <laughs> Ready for 2021. Right. My balls. Um, but I thought, no, I need a break. So it's nice to, to be able well to done. do that, you know. Um, but otherwise. I think it's super important. It is. But otherwise it's, it's pedal to the metal always, you know. But we. 
And what about weekends? Yeah. What about Lexi on weekends? Oh, Do you yeah. have sort of like Sundays are sacred or Saturdays are sacred? No, or not, not really. really just we, everything we, just we have time for her again as well, and and she's quite good, and we're quite strict with her now on the iPad because we got to the point where we we're so busy, and she was on the iPad a lot, and her personality and mood and everything changed, and I just went right. That's it. You're banned for two weeks, and then in that two weeks, we got our girl back. So. And then, yeah, like, you know, just little things. I'm like, well, what? And now she's like, you know, setting up her own website. You know, um, you know, she's wanting Very to make little. Cool. She loves scrunchies. Oh my gosh, I can't stand scrunchies, but I encourage her. You know, and so she wants to do scrunchies. <laughs> and I say, well, why don't you, you know, look at up how to make scrunchies and maybe you can sell them and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm encouraging her to to get creative because she's creative yeah, as well. And and she's. Gonna, I'm trying to do that with my boys. Oh, you just get them off the devices if you can. Oh, that's the best thing. You know what I mean? And she can use. Yeah, and and look, and to be fair, we're role modeling running your own business, so we want them to. Well, I do with my boys anyway. I mean, obviously, if they want to go and get a job in a bank, they can get one, but not to be scared if they're on their own that the skills that they have, that they could create their own business and their own living as well. Because we're completely unemployable now. <laughs> no, there's no way we could get hired back in the corporate world. We, you know, we'd be, we'd be too outspoken. Or would want to? Let's be well, honest. No, that's exactly right. You know, <laughs> I did have, I did have one little moment um, just before I built the PR platform, and I was before I sold my house, where I was kind of struggling a bit financially, and I and my mum kept on saying, "Get a job, mm, get a job. If you get a job, you'll be fine." <laughs> And I remember going for some of the jobs and just feeling a little bit sick each time I walked into an agency or something thinking, I don't want to work here. I'm just going to have to bust my ass to make sure that my business works because I couldn't go back now. And and as you say, I'm sure they take one look at you and they go, that person's not going to listen to any of my rules or instructions. Time for us to find someone who will. Okay, now, Mel, is there, um, this is just a silly question that one of the journalists suggested I ask and I ask it of everyone now, which is, is there a quirky fact that most people don't know about you that you'd be up for sharing? Oh, my God, there's so many. (laughs) I wish I could say something like really cool, interesting, like I'm a contortionist or, you know, something like that. But, well, maybe not. Oh my gosh. What is your quirky fact? Um, there's two, actually. There's two. Okay. Um, one is about numbers. Now, this is really going to sound kooky and, and quirky, but, you know, thank God my husband, he, he, he gets it. At first, he was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's just random numbers. And I'm like, no, 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 darling. Watch this. Anytime, like, I'd be um, driving on the road and I'll see triple eights, yeah. it meant business. It meant a contract signed, it meant something coming in. Oh, all the wow. time. If I saw quadruple eights, then it was like a really big thing happening. But if I saw triple threes, I hate triple threes because they are a sign that I'm going to lose a, a job or my husband's going to lose a job. Or it's, it's, oh, wow. Is that, is that, because I know in, in Asia that eights are very lucky. Is three unlucky I, in Asia I'm as well? I'm not too sure on the numeral. Isn't that weird? That's fantastic. Because a three, if you think about it, a three is an eight that's got a hole. So all the luck. I never saw it that way. You're a individual (laughs) person. I love that. It's so funny because even like I remember back in the day, like I think visually, right? And and I remember like if I if I talk to people and I'm telling a story or they're telling me a story, I look past their shoulder and then people will be going like this. Who's like, are you looking at? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just because I'd, I'd go off into the visual sort of realm. And, um, yeah, when you yeah, said that, right. I'm very proud. Um, yeah, so it's just something a little fun and quirky, and it happens so often that even Matt calls Wow, that's amazing. Well, you're lucky. Yeah, so you can sort of predict. That the universe is basically giving you signposts to say, don't bother getting out of bed today because it's a triple three day and, uh, yeah, you know, you're only going to get bad news or bounce out of bed. Come on, triple and eight I tell day. you what, you cannot, <laughs> cannot avoid it. There's nothing you can do to try and change it. It, it, it just is the way it I know, it's really weird. And your husband didn't believe you and he's checked it out and he believes you now. Because every so. time it happened, I said, watch out for this, watch out for that. Boom, 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 always happens. So now he's like, yeah, okay. Isn't that yeah, amazing? Wow, that's that, that's great. I love it that you, you like the numbers. What's the other quirky um, fact? Yeah, I've had some really interesting um, connections. Um, 
like with the whatever happens, like, like okay, to Lilyfield, we was the first place that we rented. And I remember sitting on yeah. my bed reading a book, everything's fine and calm, and then all of a sudden I felt this horrible dark energy, tall, dark, and angry. I was scared out of my brains, and I rushed outside the wow. backyard. I'm calling Matt to come home. I said, I'm terrified. I said, I am so scared because it was it. I couldn't see anything, but I could feel it and I could tell it was tall and it was pissed off and angry and I was scared for me of my life. And anyway, Matt, yeah, and Matt came home and anyway, everything was okay until two weeks later I wake up to him screaming, get off me, get off me. And I was like, oh, my God, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to shake him to wake him to get him up and he finally woke up and he says that thing was above me because I was paralysed, I couldn't move and it was right above me like this. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, we are getting gosh. out of here. So um, it was just very bizarre. And, and So you must be psychic or something. A, you've obviously got psycho. some sensitivity. My mum says psycho. No, not psycho. No, much better no, than she that. she says it in fun. Um, she's got a little bit. My grandmother had a lot. Yeah, but everyone is open to it, I think, and this is where I'm. Right. So, so you are. I, I, look, I, I hear other people's stories as well. There was a maid of ours, and we told him many years ago, and he said the same thing happened to him. Was that It was a, a woman, though, um, and he was saying she was obsessed right. with him. He was renovating a place in Balmain, so pretty much around Balmain, Lilyfield, all that area. A lot of spooky yeah. stuff goes on, um, and and you do, and you hear it, but it's it, it was just completely crazy. But um, during that time, also, like um, my grandfather got very sick, and he was in hospital. And on the thirtieth of March, and my birthday is the thirty first. Uh, I was just sort of like lying. I was sort of in a heart, not quite asleep, but not quite awake. And all of a sudden, I just saw him lying in bed, and I'm not kidding you, it's this angel with massive wings over him. And I woke up. Oh my goodness! Out. You are totally psychic. Oh, That's bizarre. It, and that was on the thirtieth of the third, which is three threes. Shit! No. Almost. It's, yeah, it's almost. Yeah. It's three oh three. Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work out, but um. 30th of the third 20. I don't know whether how you can do anything, but there's still those threes are there for bad luck when, when something. That's amazing, Melinda. You are incredible. Now we've run out of time or I'd keep, I'd keep talking to you. I could keep going for about three more hours, but. um, It happened with my doggy, my doggy as well. So um, he died exactly. Well, he he got really sick and on a, on a Wednesday and we had to put him down on a Sunday and it happened exactly how I always envisioned it because he was my first dog. He was a pure white Shih Tzu. He was beautiful called Osiris, died in my arms. And then I remember this waking up and I was on the medium strip looking at the front of my house thinking, what the hell? And this tall lady comes out with him on the leash and I just cupped his Oh. And I said, every day I miss you every day and he's like whimpering but he's wagging his tail and then off down the the street they walked so animals absolutely have a soul mm. I think he just got trapped in here the house for a week didn't know what happened to him poor little darling but um yeah ah. so it's a bit, bit oh my oh, god oh okay. I'm getting so many goosebumps <laughs> thinking about this you are yeah. amazing now Mel if people want to get hold of you to use your beautiful services mm-hmm. What's the best way for them to do that? Yes, so I've got all my information on my website, um, which is uh, melindaherd.com, H-I-R-D.com. And, yeah, emails, um, all all the contact details are there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. (laughs) What a great conversation. You are so easy to talk to. And you've spooked me completely about your psychicness now. You obviously are. So uh, if you get it, if you ever get it, if you ever get any feelings around me, you must. Oh, I love me. all the good feelings <laughs> I get from you. Yeah, but that's it's. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Everyone has it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so so much. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au.